This is episode four of the Transformative Simplicity Podcast. I'm Mariel Lemaire, and I'm your host. Have you ever wondered why you feel magnetized by a specific personality type and turned off by another? Had an anxiety attack when your significant other is on a trip abroad and doesn't call you for eight hours? Are you okay with walking away from people, jobs, and partners that don't respect your boundaries? Or do you fear their rejection or criticism? Is there a perpetual resentment towards others because you feel as if nothing your friends and partner do to show their love to you is ever enough? These behaviors are all influenced by our attachment style. We are born with an intrinsic need for love and human connection. Our attachment style or attachment patterns determine how each of us reacts to our needs and how we go about getting them met. These internal systems form in early childhood using our experience with our parents and primary caregivers as the point of reference we use to form, uh, to form connections to others in adulthood. Our attachment style affects everything from our partner and friend selection to how well our relationships progress and how we handle breakups or the dismantling of relationships. And knowing our attachment pattern can help us understand our strength and vulnerabilities within interpersonal relationships. Attachment patterns influence how we connect to the community, science and medicine, alternative healing modalities, education, politics, and faith. How attachment styles affect other areas areas beyond person, interpersonal relationships isn't part of the attachment style theory, but something I personally believe is relevant. And I discussed this in detail, that particular component in detail in the last episode of my two-part series on shame. So I will not repeat that information during this episode. So what are the attachment styles and how do we develop these? There are four main attachment styles, but in today's episode, we will only focus on the primary three. The first is secure attachment style. The second is anxious preoccupied. And the third is dismissive avoidance. The secure attachment style, it develops when the adult in a child's life create a safe space that is free of abuse and addictions. So here the child feels loved, nourished by affection, and is certain about the adult's dependability. As an adult, a person with this secure attachment style takes full responsibility for their emotional well-being. They're clear about who they are and have a healthy sense of self. They also feel worthy of being loved and being engaged in nourishing relationships that are reciprocal. These individuals are clear about uh, what their boundaries are 
honoring it here to them, whether they're dealing with a boss, the love of their life, their mother, siblings, mentor, spiritual, uh, a spiritual teacher, etc. These people can give a firm no without an explanation or room for negotiation about their decision. People with this attachment style also interact with ease within their relationships because they are not interested in fitting in or being liked by everyone. A person with a secure attachment style meets their own needs. They have zero expectations about being saved or rescued by anyone or any sort of external force. They they hold uh, they hold on to their power in a very natural way. One key aspect is also that they treat their partners as an equal and don't put them on a pedestal. And we'll address this. You'll see why I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up later on in the episode when it comes, when we circle back to that specific point of putting people on a pedestal. This person uh, can assess when a relationship has stopped working and can also walk away from it without vacillation. These a person with a detachment with a secure attachment style isn't the individual that's going to break up and make up with you. They are going to break up with you after having all the information they need about why the relationship isn't working and why it isn't worth trying to salvage. And they are going to make that decision final. They're not going to be going back and forth and maybe and let's try this again. So what are some other things that uh, a, a, a person with a secure attachment style behaviors that they exhibit and what type of partners is someone with a secure attachment style atta- uh, attracted to? A person with a secure attachment style is attracted to someone that mirrors their own sense of healthy self-esteem. The individuals they feel drawn to take full responsibility for their own well-being. They also have a strong support system of friends, mentors, family to keep themselves accountable. They also are actively involved in causes that help make a difference in others uh, in other people's lives and are concerned or uh, engaged in contributing to the bigger picture beyond themselves when you are getting to know a person this person or the person that a secure with a secure attachment style is interested in they ask questions that help them learn about who you are as a person and what matters most to you and they are good listeners this person is emotionally available yet doesn't rush into relationships because they take time to establish friendship. Their goal is to ensure that your personal values align and that there is a lifestyle compatibility before romance takes center stage. This individual knows how to meet their own needs and yours. They honor their word and follow through with their promised rain or shine. They call and text when they say they will. If something comes up that deters them from following through, they will still make it a point to reach out with an apology and reschedule. They don't disappear, ever. If while getting to know you, they realize 
that the two of you aren't a match. They're honest about how they feel and communicate that respectfully. With this person, you feel at ease, respected, valued, heard, seen, appreciated, and inspired. The anxious preoccupied attachment style develops when parents or primary caregivers are not in tune with the child's primary needs. The adult's presence and love are unpredictable. They're emotionally unavailable, cold, distant, and the erratic behavior of the adults causes the child to become insecure. There is a duality to how this child relates to adults. They distrust them, but they also act clingy and desperate. And as an adult, a person with an anxious, preoccupied attachment style engages in dynamics where there is little to no trust within their interpersonal relationships, and they act clingy and desperate with potential suitors, friends, and partners. Someone with an anxious, preoccupied attachment style is a pursuer. They bond overnight and don't take time to evaluate whether the person they're getting to know can or wants to meet their emotional needs. This attachment style idealizes a new partner by putting them on a pedestal. I think I mentioned that earlier. Um, They overlook red flags. This is a big piece of this particular attachment style, overlooking red flags, normalizing behavior that is toxic. Someone with this attachment style has a low sense of worth and can confuse their longing and anxiety for true love. Before I proceed to the other points about this attachment style, I'd like to say that if this happens to be your attachment style, Do not feel discouraged. Be compassionate with yourself and know that you're not alone and that this pattern can be transformed to become more secure. As children, we do not get to choose our parents, but as adults, we can learn to make decisions that heal our wounds. There are many resources available that can help Um, and uh, help us become more secure and reconnect us to love. So other common behavior expressed by an adult with an anxious, preoccupied style is there's a lot of frequent negative self-talk and unhealthy levels of self-criticism, insecurity within their interpersonal and working relationships, a continual demand for reassurance about other people's feelings for them, And these individuals hold their partners and other people responsible for their emotional, physical, and in an extreme case, financial well-being. A person with an anxious, preoccupied attachment style will experience emotional breakdowns and anxiety when they are not in constant communication with their their significant others. So they can come across as manipulative and controlling within their relationships. So someone with an anxious, preoccupied attachment style 
possesses an inability to trust anyone's intentions and they have an exaggerated fear of rejection. So they resort to extreme measures to get the attention of the object of their affection. Someone with an anxious preoccupied attachment style always feels dissatisfied with their interactions with others. Nothing others give is ever enough. There's this insatiable appetite for affection, admiration, or sex that leads to dangerous behavior and secret addictions to alleviate their feelings of emptiness and the shame that comes from that. One aspect of this attachment style that I like to highlight is that the person dealing with this attachment style will feel magnetized towards partners that feed into their maladaptive behavior pattern. In other words, they will feel attracted to impossible love or a person that is unreliable, deceitful, and who triggers abandonment issues and exacerbates their already exaggerated fear of rejection. And someone that feels or is confident, I just want to say this before proceeding, someone that feel can feel confident when they're on their own and then when they're, they get into a relationship or a partnership, start, that's when their attachment style actually starts manifesting because it is only within that dynamic that our attachment style becomes uh, fully expressed. So then suddenly you find yourself becoming dependable, having all this anxiety and sitting there confused thinking why am i feeling this way when i when, when i'm single or when i'm when i'm alone i'm i'm good so that being said what are the most common types of individuals someone with an anxious preoccupied attachment style will feel compelled to pursue the first individual is the charming type they feel magnetic chemistry and can't keep the sexual tension under control. This person comes on strong when they're trying to conquer them and they feel as if they are their dream partner. They feel like they found the dream, their dream match. Then this person, the charming type, becomes cold, distant, and avoidant as soon as they become aware that the person with the maladaptive pattern is feeling a significant connection to them. This individual excuse or these type of individuals that um, someone with an anxious uh, preoccupied attachment style is attracted to excuse their sudden distance and rejection with a busy schedule. What they trigger within the person with the anxious preoccupied attachment style are feelings of shame, being unlovable, emotional chaos, confusion, and high levels of anxiety. The dangerous type. This person runs on adrenaline. The person with the anxious preoccupied attachment style perceives this as fun, sexy, and exciting in the early stages of the courtship. This individual does everything in excess, whether it's traveling, 
exercising, shopping for luxury goods, partying, drinking, drugs, sex. The person does not respect boundaries and will continuously try to talk the person with the anxious preoccupied style into doing things that violate their own moral code. One of those things can be having unprotected sex early in the relationship without asking about their sexual history or even disclosing their own. Another characteristic of the dangerous type is that they have a short attention span. They become bored easily and often trigger feelings of inadequacy about the anxious person's own life choices. When interest wanes, they disappear for extended periods and abandon the connection without warning. Part of this dangerous type uh, personality, uh, part of their exit strategy is to always have other potential romantic, romantic interests at their disposal. The last and other common type people with an anxious preoccupied attachment style are attached to are attracted to is impossible love this person is emotionally unavailable hot and cold in and out loves them one day adores them one day the next unsure about their feelings typically this individual is going through a major life crisis when you meet them they're either going through a breakup on the rebound divorce unemployment, relocating to a new country, those type of uh, large uh, life-altering situations. They cannot give anyone a fulfilling relationship. Their love and affection will always feel out of reach no matter how devoted one is one is, is to the partnership. Here, the person with the anxious, preoccupied attachment style is always the person in the relationship putting time effort money and affection to sustain the relationship the person with the anxious attachment style will have a very difficult time being their true selves with this person and they'll struggle to ask them to show up and be present in the relationship at an emotional and physical level the person dealing with the maladaptive pattern behavior is in a state of denial about the lack of reciprocity and imbalance that exists in the relationship. This uh, relationship chips at their self-esteem over time, but they're unable to leave the unhealthy dynamic because they feel responsible for the other person's well-being. Impossible love It's exhausting because it causes a lot of shame, which leads to hiding, isolation, a compulsive need to lie about small and large things. I'd like for us to look at a rejection while looking at this anxious, preoccupied attachment style. Research shows that rejection triggers the same brain pathways that are activated when we experience physical pain. A key and often unspoken aspect of rejection is that it triggers obsession. 
So in an extreme case where an individual with an anxious preoccupied attachment style is rejected, their judgment becomes clouded and they become obsessed with the object of their affection. This unbearable pain being triggered by rejection leads them to engage in unrequited love or what is known as unrequited love or one-sided love which is love that is not openly reciprocated or, or understood as such by the beloved. The beloved may not be aware of the admirer's deep and strong romantic affection or may, con- or may be aware and consciously rejected. So what happens in this dynamic is that the anxious preoccupied individual will then claim that the object of their affection is their soulmate, divine partner, or twin flame whom they have an otherworldly emotional and spiritual bond with, often saying that they have a telepathic connection to the other person and that they came to earth to experience a profound spiritual journey alongside this person. The storyline they create is one where they need to fight against all odds transcend emotional turmoil and finally consummate their love with the person with this person with the object of their affection for the good of humanity most of the person's time and energy the person with the maladaptive pattern becomes consumed by devising ways in which Uh, devising ways in which to keep this delusion alive. The person dealing with the maladaptive behavior pattern will go as far um, as to claim that the object of their affection's role is to help them heal by showing them their wounds. The anxious preoccupied individual is unable to to respect a no from the object of their affection. Even if the object of their affection is married, engaged, or in a committed relationship with another person. The extraordinarily dangerous aspect of this is that they spiritualize toxicity and dysfunction within this dynamic by claiming that the intention of this one-sided love is to teach them about unconditional love and that this relationship serves as a catalyst for their spiritual awakening. When the person with the anxious preoccupied attachment style is engaging in this dynamic, they are 100% in a fragile emotional state, but can't look at the situation in that way. Because again, like I said earlier, their judgment is clouded. So to alleviate the intense pain of the rejection, they'll go on a quest of working with multiple healers, obsessively going to session after session after session, declaring that they need to release blocks to love, deeper healing, greater faith, to clear karma from the past, all because they cannot accept that someone they are obsessed with doesn't want them back. Why am I explaining all of this? Or any of this. Because unfortunately, there are thousands of people engaging in this dynamic. And it's become a highly profitable industry where people that are in a vulnerable state after rejection or a bad breakup start working with other individuals that are self-proclaimed twin flames 
uh, twin flamer conscious partnership partnership coaches or healers and if you were to do a google or youtube search on the term twin flame you'd be floored by the amount of people claiming to be experts on this type of relationship dynamic and selling programs within an exorbitant price tag energy healing sessions akashi record clearing sessions which is a past life regressions a a form of a past life regression private groups ayahuasca journeys retreats i mean you name it and they're selling it i'd like to clarify that i don't have anything against experimental healing modalities where science the medical and spiritual are merged or even holistic healing modalities energy healing retreats etc but i do find prying on people's vulnerable emotional state in the matter i just described to be highly unethical and in no way shape or form acceptable i share this not so you can use this information as a tool for self-judgment or maybe judge someone else that is in a particular situation, the situation that I'm just describing, but rather to bring awareness around the dangerous behavior that this attachment style encompasses when we don't seek help from an ethical medical professional to assist in addressing trauma and healing. I personally had the experience with the so-called twin flame dynamic and wasted thousands of dollars believing this lie. And after three years, when I finally realized that what I was truly dealing with was a deep-rooted sense of shame and a maladaptive behavioral pattern developed, that I had developed this maladaptive behavioral pattern to cope with the excruciating pain from the shame. Then when I had that realization, that's when I could initiate true healing in my life. However, there wasn't any refund for the scams that I encounter of people marketing themselves as honest healers wanting to deliver truth and shed light to this topic. And Quite frankly, the only light that needs to be shed on this topic is that it's a fraud and that the answers to all your questions are within you. There's no such thing as a single individual on the planet that it's supposed to be the one for you. Know that we have limitless options when it comes to forming connections, whether friendships or romantic. In this case, we're referring to romantic. We just need to choose a partner that reciprocates our love one whom which our values align with where there is lifestyle compatibility and a clear consistent action taken by both individuals in the relationship to build and maintain the relationship if someone doesn't want you and has chosen someone else they're not for you if you're wrong for them they're also wrong for you If this is your attachment style or if you're in this type of dynamic, my heart goes out to you. 
And I'd like to reiterate that you can change your attachment style as an adult. You can transform it into a more secure, into feeling more secure in specific aspects. If you are battling because of this attachment style, this does not have to be your forever. Awareness is the first step towards emotional freedom and more satisfying relationships. But I, like I said in my two-part series on shame, awareness and lifestyle changes help but don't heal us. We must go to the root of the maladaptive behavioral pattern, address the addiction or dependency we've developed to the chemicals our body releases when we're in emotional turmoil. Also be willing to seek and receive ongoing professional help and also commit to releasing shame and healing from it by uh, what does this look like? Committing to forming a support system of people that do not feed into the maladaptive pattern. This is going to be key to your healing. I'll speak more about this on the next episode when where I address how to transform your or start transforming your attachment style. The last attachment style we'll be discussing is the dismissive avoidant attachment style. This attachment style develops when parents ignore the child's primary needs. It might sound similar to the experience of a child with an anxious preoccupied attachment style, but it differs because in this particular scenario, the parents or primary caregivers are unavailable emotionally and are always unresponsive to the child. There are no moments of love towards the child, rather constant emotional desertion. They reject the child when they are sick or injured. They encourage premature independence and often do not tolerate crying or any other sort of emotional uh, displays of emotion. As an adult, someone with a dismissive avoidant attachment style craves isolation and becomes the pseudo-independent type. One of their biggest fears is that they will lose their independence or be controlled by the people who are loving towards them. They take care of themselves and reject any type of assistance or emotional nourishment from others. These individuals strive for perfection in every area of their life. Uh, They develop a type A personality because they want to be perceived as someone that is in full control of their life and destiny, which in theory isn't harmful. However, for someone with a dismissive avoidant attachment style, this behavior is a protection Um, or a protective mechanism intended to mask the pain being emotionally neglected as a child caused. When you are getting to know someone with a dismissive avoidance attachment style while they're out in public, they are charismatic, outgoing, and social. However, once you display a consistent interest in them, 
they put up their walls and create physical and emotional distance. People with this attachment style want companionship, but avoid intimacy at all costs. Intimacy feels too dangerous for them. And when I say intimacy, I'm not speaking about sex. Sex is not intimacy. Sex is sex. It's an exchange between two people. Intimacy is beyond that. That might be a, a manifestation of intimacy, but it is not intimacy as a whole. Some people can have sex and engage in sexual activities without intimacy. Intimacy and vulnerability are go hand in hand and this individual is not does not have the capacity or the desire I I should say desire instead of capacity to expose themselves at that level emotionally the strategic foundation of adults with a dismissive avoidant attachment style is to never display a desire for closeness warmth affection or love Other characteristics displayed by these individuals are being self-contained, calculated, and in control of all their interactions. They minimize the importance of their own emotion and take pride of this. They always must have the last word in their interactions. Compromise is a non-existing word in their interpersonal relationships. Other perceived Um, Often, they are perceived as dominating and manipulative. These individuals never express their desire, I think I said this earlier, for love. They often become the eternal bachelor or the eternal bachelorette. They run and ghost people when they feel a meaningful connection with someone. This individual seeks proximity companionship and again avoids vulnerability they deflect the pain of loss by focusing on large goals they always have a highly challenging uh, project at hand uh, overbooked at work overbooked with friends and all of this consumes most of their time many um, of these individuals with this uh, with these uh, attachment patterns are also workaholics. They can often be perceived as someone that is self-absorbed and fo- someone that f- focuses solely on their own pleasure and comfort. When in a friendship or partnership, other people feel as if or the other party might feel as if they're alone in the relationship this this particular attachment style is very attractive to someone with an anxious preoccupied attachment style because it validates this distance and this dance between someone with an anxious attachment style and dismissive avoidant attachment style validates the narrative of the anxious preoccupied uh, person that says you're unlovable these are all the reasons why and look this person validates that 
So whom is someone with a dismissive avoidant attachment style attracted to? This one is, uh, it's not as straightforward as the other ones. They are attracted to an anxious, preoccupied individual that can play the role of being emotionally distant. This person is a high achiever. Their busy work and travel schedule allow them to form no emotional connection to the partner. It's the perfect arrangement because a person with a dismissive avoidant attachment style can have the isolation they seek while showing to the world they have a partner a large and in an, a large influential social circle the person that someone with a dismissive avoidant attachment style is attracted to also becomes you know they play this role they they're just trying to find a way to adapt to the person with the dismissive avoidant attachment style therefore they also try to mirror that so they ex- they become exaggeratedly focused on their self-image and own comfort and that's okay because the person with the maladaptive maladaptive behavior pattern is also extremely concerned with how they're perceived and their physical appearance everything about their their relationship becomes transactional both these individuals don't believe in physical affection or at least the person with the anxious style that's involved in this dynamic suppresses their need for physical affection they suppress um wanting to talk about the well-being of the relationship and they never make it a point of conversation they both deny the need to feel nourished through a connection and believe that love is for dreamers again the person with the attachment style in this dynamic is playing that role doesn't necessarily mean that they believe that they also uh, this person also becomes this individual that must have the last last word and every decision that is made in the relationship must be around the schedule of the person with the dismissive dismissive avoidance uh style they everything is on their terms yet they turn around and want to show the world that they're a power couple this person shuts down emotionally if ever the person uh, with the anxious attachment style that's playing a role of being uh, self-sufficient and not need anything as well if they ever were to actually reveal their need for attention and ask for it or for affection, the person with a dismissive avoidance style will shut down. They feel entitled and are overindulgent um, within this dynamic. And when they disappear for weeks, when the person with the dismissive attachment style disappears for weeks, Without a warning, they expect whomever their partner is at that moment to reconnect with them, asking no questions. 
if their partner ever says that they're ending the relationship, if the anxious, preoccupied person says, I cannot play this role any longer, their response, the response of the person with the dismissive avoidant attachment style is, good luck, I don't care. And they go and find another person. With this type of relationship dynamic, you feel manic, numb, apathetic. Can you have more than one attachment style? We have a primary attachment style, which is the setting that our system defaults to when we're navigating interactions with others. However, there's also the possibility of specific behaviors from a different attachment style manifesting within our interpersonal relationships as in response to each or as a response or in response to each individual interaction we have with others. An example that can provide a detailed picture of how this plays out is when we encounter individuals that bring out the worst in us, so to speak. And then we have other people that bring out the best in us, things that we weren't even aware that were, you know, characteristics that we weren't even aware existed within us. We've reached the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in, for your support. And I hope that this information helps you on your healing journey. On the next episode, I'll speak about how to cultivate a more secure attachment style if you have an anxious, preoccupied, or dismissive avoidant attachment style. I will share options, modalities, and tools that are available to help you heal from within and shift out of these attachment styles to improve your relationship with self and with others. Please subscribe and share this episode with anyone you think might benefit from listening to this information. Chat soon.